0: Well, hello there. Guess what? This week's episode is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Hey, they are sponsoring us with their own promo code, SexNerd. So if you go to AdamandEve.com, type in promo code SexNerd at checkout, you get free shipping 50% off almost any item in the store, three free DVDs, and a surprise extra thingy. Who knows what the extra thingy is going to be? So, since this week's episode is about Burning Man, a magical place covered in dust, I thought, what would be really sexy? Like, what would put me in the mood at Burning Man or anywhere else? And I thought, oh my god, of course, massage oils. Like, having someone just rub me down with a nice oil. Here's the thing, I don't like overly perfumed... Oils—they kind of smell like there's like a chemical in them, you know, like where they're just too flowery. So I looked around, and guess what? Adam and Eve carries Liquid Organics Massage Oil. I really like sliquid as a company. I like a lot of their lubes, and their scent rejuvenates, very citrusy. I really like that one, so it's nice. Twenty-eight ninety-five. Again, go to AdamandEve.com. Type in promo code SexNerd. You know what I'm talking about? Free shipping. An extra super surprise thingy. You get fifty percent off almost anything in the store. You get three DVDs. And my undying appreciation for supporting the show. Okay, over and out. Shop wisely. Now entering Nerdist.com. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra podcast. Whoa, what are these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. Alright, before we start the show, a few dates. Friends, sexy snowflakes of the East Coast northern region i am coming to you boston i will be in you september 6th kicking it off at the middle east club then in new york city thursday september 12th at pianos nyc then I'm going to Philadelphia. I can't wait. You guys have so many sex nerds. I am blown away. Come out on Tuesday, September 17th. And then finishing it off in D.C. Sunday, September 22nd at Busby's and Poets. You can get all these dates and tickets online at sexnerdsonder.com. Click on East Coast Tour! The only ticket link that is not live yet is the New York City one. So get at it in the next 24 hours. That one should be live, too. Get your tickets because... Honestly, these tickets are going fast. DC, you are in the lead. Congratulations. You guys are getting at those tickets real fast. I'm impressed. Okay. Next, I have to let you know about something kind of neat that happened this month. Um, I'm looking at a magazine on my desk right now who has a fabulous RuPaul-looking gal named Raja Gemini on the cover. The magazine is called Hyphen. It's about Asian American culture, mainly for cool people, though. I mean, this is like pretty awesome. This is the sex issue, and I'm inside. I've n- I've been mentioned in magazines before, but this is like a full spread. <laughs> there's like a lot of me in this magazine. Anyway, check it out. It's at newsstands. It's the summer issue. It's bright pink. It's called Hyphen again. And there's even a there's an article on yellow fever, which I thought was hysterical. Oh. P.S. Thank you to the listener who wrote me saying, girl, you've got to watch Orange is the New Black. So I did, and guess what? She was right. There are some majorly interesting things going on about orientation that are both uh, pointed out and some things that are not being pointed out in the show. So if you haven't heard about it, Orange is the New Black, the network's original series, it's um pretty juicy. Also lots of boobs. I mean, that's not why I'm watching. I'm watching it for the articles, but... um. But yes, I think it's a very interesting take on orientation. Um, And it's just a fun show. Okay, bringing it to this week's episode on Burning Man sex, I've got Jamie Waxman back on the show. Jamie texted me after last week's show on pregnancy saying that she dreamt that she had given birth two months early to a hamster, which is hysterical to me. She had to buy a little glass cage for it to live out its short life in a just ridiculous pregnancy um, stress dream. If Jamie doesn't mention it, check that girl out at loverspackage.com what's in the package um because she she works over there um blogging for them giving sex advice and education so loverspackage.com and there are going to be lots of tales from the orgy dome this episode especially near the end and laszlo recommends that you go to and then there's onlylove.com and donate because it's a sextastic safe space at the playa and there's even a video showing you the orgy dome so you can click on that video there. Okay. Thank you to the listener who wrote me, I think it was on Facebook, saying, "Sanjay, you have to do an episode about sex at Burning Man. And you know what? It stuck in my brain and I was like, I'm going to do that. So thank you for the guy who planted the seed. This one's for you, bud. All right, Naughty Monkeys, enjoy. Sex nerds! Uh, So there are rumors in the world about this place called Burning Man. Have you heard of it? Have you heard of it? If not, we'll describe what it is and go into some stuff. But specifically, we have come together today to talk about sex at Burning Man because it is a dusty, magical place. And there are many rumors about the hookup culture at Burning Man, but we are going to lay down the laws to what is what in the magical city of, not the Emerald City, Black Rock City. Oh my God. Okay. So I've got Lazlo. Lazlo, you're not a ranger, right? You- I'm not a ranger. You are. Tell us um, what you do at Burning Man and how you're involved.
1: Well, this will be my 14th year in a row on the playa. Whoa. I mean, I'm I'm hooked. I've got it. I got it bad. Um, I am one of the founding members of a camp called And Then There's Only Love. And we host the Orgy Dome. And it's not an orgy dome. It's the Orgy Dome. So we host an Orgy Dome, which is a sex-positive space for people to come and play. Uh, It's for couples and moresomes only, so singles aren't allowed to just sort of wander in and make it creepy for everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a clean, as clean can be out there, air-conditioned, dark, private space. Uh, There are a number of rooms. We have sex toys. We have all sorts of safe sex supplies. You come in. Obviously, it's best if you bring your own, but if you don't, we have condoms and lube and towels Mm -hmm. and whatever you need. And it's basically a 24-7 space. Uh, we sort of we teach classes there, too, but mostly, you know, people show up and it's wonderful because usually it's like, you know, couples, they're just sort of doing it for their first time. They're not really they don't know how to do this. And so we try to teach them to be sexually social. They don't know how to do
0: this, meaning be in a um...
1: in a group environment. OK. and. Many times what we've got Is people that are just Sort of checking it out The other kind of thing That we run into Is people that are like Camping with their friends Mm -hmm. And they just need a place To go and be You know get their freak on And they can't do it Because their mom's Camping with them Or something like that So they come to us And we sort of Give them a spiel Which is you know You leave your shoes outside And you leave all your stuff outside And everything's guarded And you don't touch anybody Unless you ask first Everything's fine Just you know Consent is an important thing And Mm -hmm. no means no And silence means no Yes means yes And just because Someone's in there there doesn't mean they want you to jump on them or vice versa. Um, and we patrol it. If, if someone's creepy in there, we throw them out. And if someone, you know, offends someone else or gets in someone else's way or is sort of harshing everybody else's environment, we throw them out. And it's sort of like a really well-policed swingers club. Wow. Um, but it's incredibly creative, too, because people are showing up in all these amazing costumes and stuff. It's really sexy. Okay. The orgy down. What, what are the crossroads? Uh, this year, we are on the corner of 4 and A. Four and A. Mm-hmm. So you're right
0: in the Esplanade. Okay. Jamie Waxman <laughs> is also... I'm like remembering this. You're anyway, taking it. we going to be there. <laughs> um, Jamie, thank you for coming back to the
2: show. Thanks for having me again.
0: So we just did an episode on pregnancy and sex, but here you are because you were also a Black Rock Ranger.
2: I am. Uh, I am a nine-year burner. Uh, this would have been my 10th year on the playa, but I'm not planning on going back. Um... And uh, I started in 2003 from New York, so I spent a lot of time traveling out to the desert. And uh, my first few years, I taught sex education classes on uh, in um, the Orgasmatron or the Orgasmateria dome. Orgasmateria?
0: Um, That's hilarious. Yeah,
2: I don't think it's out there anymore, unfortunately. But I did um, hands-on couples workshops on um, fellatio and cunnilingus. And that was really actually some of my most fulfilling workshops ever. I I did not let singles in either. And I did not let people come in looking for somebody to to work with as a partner. Um, But we would, people could meet wherever they met outside of the dome and then they would come in and we would do a half hour workshop on cunnilingus ladies first and Mm -hmm. then a half hour (laughs) and if it was same sex couples, they could just experiment for the first or second part of the, of the workshop. And I once had a threesome come in, which was fine as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I've spent a lot of time in my last three years. This would be my fourth year, my fourth week rangering. Um, so I spend a lot of time uh, just making sure that um, Black Rock City, which I like to say Black Rock City is one shady town. Um, <laughs> it is uh, it, that everyone is, ha- is having a good time um, when okay. they're out there having their experience.
0: Okay. Now I'm realizing... I should teach some hands-on sex
1: classes we, while we actually have classes in the Dome every day at 2 o'clock. Uh, we have... Uh, do, I do, think you we, you, we do you need
2: teachers? We do. Do you? We have teachers. I'm we, a teacher.
1: On, I'll set you up. Look at
0: this. What? We're making a connection. Didn't even occur to me. I'm going to be with the phage, which is on the Esplanade. It's You're a, it's close a... to
1: us, aren't you? Like four thirty like 4.30 in Esplanade?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, You're
1: my like God. You're like a block away. I'm
2: camping with a whole bunch of scientists, <laughs> and I'll be right near the...
1: You'll be right next or door. you don't.
2: And you know what's really funny about the teaching classes at, at, on the playa? You think like, oh, this is a big hippie fest. It's, you know, whatever, whatever impressions you have sex drugs rock and roll people sleep during the day I made my classes really in the early in the morning at like eight in the morning because I wanted people I really wanted the dedicated to be oh, there okay. and they were still packed really? I was amazed at how many people show up on time because when you're out and on the playa is basically what Black Rock City is called right mm-hmm. it's the it's the beach the sand the desert mm-hmm. um you you expect people aren't paying attention to things like time and, and space and whatever but they will show up on time for a sex workshop. You betcha. <laughs>
1: We've, we've had them overflowing the last three, four years. I've taught a couple of classes there on a variety of subjects, and it's just they're packed out the doors. Nice.
0: Okay. So before we get too deep into this, <laughs> <laughs> I want to set the stage for people, I mean, because I'm assuming the majority of the listeners have not actually been to Burning Man or are familiar with what the heck we're talking about right now. So can you take a crack at it? What is Burning Man? Where is it? Who goes to this thing? Um, they have probably heard things.
2: Well, I'll start out by saying for one week a year, it's a city that is built from the dust and the sand, and it is destroyed. It's a leave-no-trace environment. It's the fifth, or it may even be larger now, it's the fourth largest city in the state of Nevada for the one week a year that it exists. I mean, it takes – it's, and it's one of these – I guess for me, what I would say about this city is – it felt like I was walking the first time I went in. It, it's one of the most magical places in the world because it doesn't exist anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was actually in an animated movie. I got there and I thought, okay, I'm going to see all the princesses from all the Disney films. <laughs> and I'm going to see all the aliens from all the, you know, or the Toy Story characters coming at me. It's it's just a magical wonderland of imagination and creation.
1: Yeah, it is to me, it is the ultimate example of freedom of expression, mm-hmm. and I'm in the expression business, so it is it is a really mind-blowing place. Magical is an excellent term. Um, it is different things to different people, and that's one of the things that makes it really beautiful. If, if you want to go out there for just the party, mm-hmm. the party's there. But what it really is is an, it's an experiment in community. People mm-hmm. show up and... Usually, when people go to festivals, they go to be entertained. They mm-hmm. go and they pay a price, and they want someone to put on a show. It's a consumer and, experience. And yeah, it's a, it's a spectator experience. And Burning Man, one of our themes is no spectators. You go and you you take in, but you also give. It's it's a gift culture. Um, every year, I make these little custom pins and I give them away. But people, like the dome, is our gift right. to the playa.
0: Like my, um, my teaching would be a gift, exactly. You know, yeah,
1: and it's given without any expectation of a return. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a really a, a wonderful thing. You let go of all the commodification, and I mean the only things you can buy there are ice and coffee drinks. You you, you got to take everything you need, and you got to take it all back with you. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really a magical place. When you talk about you know the people that go. It's everybody. And I mean, I've I've sat with heads of big, big, big companies, and I've sat with, you know, uh, migrant workers. And I mean, every combination of, you know, doctor, lawyer, accountant, all the way down to, you know, the the guy that pushes the the broom on the street at night, they all go to Burning Man. Um, There's there's sort of this. I don't want to call it a misconception because it's partially true. It's sort of a hippie festival thing. Mm-hmm. And there's certainly that out there. But that is nowhere near all of what Burning Man is. It's a really inspirational place.
0: Yeah, One of my favorite places at Burning Man is the Thunderdome. It's yeah. like a Mad Max recreation wherever people are fighting with giant foam bats inside. And people are climbing up this humongous dome and like screaming like, nah. Like yeah. it's just back to the earth.
1: Those are the Death Guild guys. Those, those guys are crazy.
0: Yeah, it's are like... In a good way? In a great way. Oh, okay. no, one- no, they're
1: great. <laughs> they're wonderful. They're really great people.
0: I just, I just love the things that come out of there. Just, And to me, it's stepping into a, like a dolly painting. You just, you never know what you're going to run into. And yeah. The, the adventure of it. And I,
2: and I think, too, one of the things that has been so, it's a very participatory culture, which was what you were saying, Laszlo. And I feel like um, a big part of it is, too, it's a place where even if you had to grow up, and, you know, we all have to grow up in some ways, right? Mm-hmm. Um. You can still experience life through the eyes of what it was like to be a child.
0: Oh yeah, is, it's as the because wonderment. It's yeah. you, you revert back into this like blank slate sort of thing. You're like, What is what is all this? What?
1: The, my first year on the playa, there was this little sort of like booth on the end, like right as you got down, I think it was like four and, and the esplanade. And it was called the Bureau of Holy Fucking Shit.
0: <laughs> and people would
1: walk out there for the first time. And you know, you get that sort of like their eyes just yeah. bug out of their heads. And they'd walk over with a little stamp and they'd stick it on your arm and said, holy fucking shit. <laughs> and that's sort of what it is. One of my favorite things to do, we always have virgins in our camp and Mm -hmm. no we don't sacrifice them that's just and those are
2: people who've just never been never been there before Mm -hmm.
1: and what what i like to do is the first night that they're on the playa i blindfold them and i drive them out to the esplanade on my little golf cart and then when they're sort of settled i take the blindfold off because you can see pictures of it and you can hear about it but until you look out from the esplanade onto the playa that first time so that you have the visual of all the lights and how big it is because it's three, three and a half miles across. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's giant.
0: So just to paint a picture, the clock of... So camping is laid out like a giant clock face. Right. And the more people that show up, the... The,
1: the deeper the clock deeper goes.
0: deeper the clock goes. So um, is it two o'clock? Two, o'clock to o'clock two ten and ten o'clock. Two to ten. So if you imagine a clock face, it's two o'clock to ten o'clock. And um, the streets are just concentric circles correct a b c d so if you're at k you know you have that many letters to get up to the esplanade which is like the the front of the main row. thoroughfare it's like the front of the amphitheater if you of, of all those circles mm-hmm. and then the where to uh, where 10 to 2 would would be instead it's sort of just this i think of it like a flashlight like you were you're just shooting out Uh, Light And it's just sort of this V, and that's called outer space, where it's just like all the art is, and you just run, you're just in the painting. That's the the deep playa. The deep playa. It it
1: just goes and goes and goes.
0: So you can be amongst, and it's pretty packed in terms of the camping space, uh, but once you get out to the the deep space, it's like, ah. So when you're talking about the esplanade, and and I'll be camping on the esplanade this year, it's just like, that's front and center in terms of. Circuses and fire and and orgy domes and and all
1: the things. Todd Rundgren has a song called The Freak Parade, and that's my favorite explanation of what the playa is. You can just sit there on a, on a little chair and watch the world go by and your mind will be blown. You will mm-hmm. see the craziest stuff, the most artistic stuff. I mean, absolutely stunningly beautiful things and things that people... You know they did because they thought it was cool. You know, go. Hey, eh, that's not so cool. But mm-hmm. they, hey, at least they made an effort. You know?
0: And people glowing. People oh, yeah. in a different space than you see them in everyday life. People are just in a different mindset.
1: Also, literally glowing. We're all about lighting up and <laughs> right, uh, like the luminescent wire and stuff. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean it's also exhausting. I mean the reality is you're hauling all your shit out there from LA. It's like at least a ten hour drive. At least yeah. it's you're radical self reliance. You're tired.
2: There if are just, dust storms. There are
0: dust storms. It's a harsh environment, and if you're sitting there in a patio chair, you'd better bring an umbrella because it is sunny.
1: It can be, you know, thirty degrees. It can be one hundred and twenty-five degrees, and yeah. you have to be prepared for all of it. It yeah. could rain, which is a really horrible experience out there. The playa mm. turns to this sort of uh, clay-like mud. I have and not experienced. You can't get around it. in it. You'd have to. You're basically just stuck in camp if it rains. Mm. The whiteouts, which is when the dust picks up, you literally can't see your hand in front of your and face. And you can;
2: those can last for hours. Yeah,
1: they mm-hmm. they can go four, five, six hours. Uh, Puddles and I were stuck out by the uh, root, the crude awakenings sculpture back in nine I think it was, for about two and a half hours. The, it just picked up, and we just sat down and crude, sat there.
0: Crude Awakenings sculpture. It was, it, it
1: was a, a, a art sculpture about a huge oil derrick, and they had these thirty oh. foot tall. People like sort of bowing down to it, and then they blew it up on the uh, Friday night. I missed that. Oh my god, it was the biggest explosion. We were back a mile, and it almost knocked me off my feet. Is
0: the one where the two oil rigs were curving up into the sky? No, it was
1: one large oil rig, oh, but was there it? were there were two or three um, sort of sculpted. Uh, I guess they were women, sort of like bowing down to it.
2: You're thinking of a different, same year, different sculpture. Oh, okay. But I'm glad you're bringing up this part, because I'm sitting here going, like, I've been adamantly, like, I am not going to Burning Man this year. And this is what happens when you go enough, and then you guys are talking about all the great things, and I'm like, oh, what am I doing? I have to go, go to Burning See, Man this I'm, year. See, I noticed her eyes. I, and I'm, like, getting angry. <laughs> I'm like, stop. Bring up the bad stuff. I'm <laughs> trying
0: to convince myself that I'm excited to go, because I'm a little tired and overwhelmed, and it'll be right before the tour on the East Coast. So I'll I'm just show just... you pictures out of my phone. No, for... I know what it looks like. It's the feel. It's it's day three. It's we the feeling. Set up, mm-hmm. you're used to the heat, and then you can just relax into it. Because I get major stress the first couple days where I'm just like, Why am I here? Yeah. What is all why is everyone happy? And then day three, I'm like, I love it. And the drugs are not necessarily involved. I'm Tr- just really Try excited. it when you're
1: running a theme camp and everything's like going wrong, and you like you the electrical system that you need to run all your air conditioners isn't working, and uh, that, that'll really stress you out. Last year we had a, a tough time.
0: Right. And in in terms of theme camps, you don't have to go with a camp or theme camp. You can go all by yourself if you want. You can. But to camp agree. Groups, you, you sort of um, combine your resources and you might have a, a shower system set up. Sure. Or, or,
1: Which is always good for a kitchen. sex in, in the desert, yeah. shower system. Yeah, showering.
2: Yeah, I,
0: I would always do the bucket method where I would just have a, like a small bucket of water. Actually, what works
1: just, really well in a situation like that is the little garden sprayers, you pump them up and that way it just sort of oh. mists and you clean yourself off. But we That's have a good
0: idea. Um, the last time I went to Burning Man, I think two years ago, you had a buddy system where, cause the shower system, I can't remember. I think it was a solar shower and you just really needed a second person in the shower with you to just hold the, the nozzle and you just buddied it up. And so I noticed that that was an excuse to have a little bit of a sexy, like, Oh, you want to shower with me? You know? And it was just, it was cute to see people's heads in the shower. Like, Sort of bonding over it. (laughs) We have a camp
1: shower, but it's got clear Lexan sides. It's it's like powered, and we have, you know, like a gas water heater. So I should come to your camp shower. It's a very voyeuristic kind of experience.
0: I'm okay with that. I like being clean. Cool. Um, So we've laid out the groundwork of this experience, this environment, and now you have the layer of, oh my God, am I going to get laid? Or like, I'm single, I want to have sex. You're like, oh my God, my. My partner and I are coming out here like are we going to have like kinky sex in front of everybody or like because I had the impression the first time I went out which was, I think it was 2006 that people were having sex just like on the main boulevard just and you could just make out and get naked and whatever there are lots of naked people there but that was a perception I had that everyone was on drugs um and there were very few boundaries just it was just sort of like Wee! and and that was not the case
1: it's Um. really not um i mean there are people that do all sorts of things out there there are very limited boundaries there are far less than there are in the polite society so to speak but the uh the local laws still apply i mean first off the uh burning man is held on federal land and then it's patrolled by the local county uh police force Mm -hmm. and so if you're caught like having sex out on the playa that's a that's a crime, and mm-hmm. you, can, you will at least be ticketed. If you're nice to them, they'll just ticket you and let you go. If you're not, they'll arrest you and take you into Reno, and then you've got to figure out a way to get yourself back. Um, people make that mistake all the time. They go to Burning Man oh, yeah. thinking that you know anything goes, and they just do whatever they want to do, and some of them are lucky. Many of them are not. It's the same problem with drugs. People mm-hmm. think that drugs are just okay. Um, I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of law enforcement out there over a variety of years. And mm-hmm. they, they, they're not actually out there looking for people to bust. People will, like, hand them a joint. I mean, they don't, they'll they be standing in a crowd and people are just dancing and they turn around and they just hand them something.
2: But I was going to say, too, yeah, my I thought the same thing that you were saying, Sandra, about, like, going out there and you just see sex everywhere. And, you know, my first few years, I definitely like, – I think my third year, maybe I got a little sexier with someone. Maybe I kissed someone my first year. But I didn't have intercourse for years out on the playa. For And the first time was with a partner that I went out there with. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, I mean, it's out there and you can find it. But it's also not everywhere where it's just like, hi. I mean, I guess you could go, hi, I'm, you know, Jamie. We want to have sex and see what happens. You're
1: cute enough and they would certainly say yes. (laughs) uh, You know, one of the things that I tell people about it is the easiest way not to get laid at Burning Man is to go to try to get laid at Burning Man. It's just like going out to a club. You know, if you're women can tell when guys are on the make and they don't like that, just like they don't like it in polite society. My, I was very fortunate My first year at Burning Man I did get laid But it was because I was completely ignoring Two girls that were doing Something in front of me uh, Ostensibly for my benefit And I was paying attention To playing a drum at the time So it was just a silly nice. thing
0: We had to play that card
1: like, uh, okay I, I just okay. I was into playing my djembe And that's all I wanted to do And it was a, it was a camp called Bianca's Smut Shack. It's <laughs> legend out there
0: uh, They wanted to play your djembe <laughs> uh,
1: They wanted to play something So Hmm as Puddles glowers at me from the corner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, we, we, have a, we have another burner in the corner who's watching us voyeuristically. Um, all right. So my experience with Sex at Burning Man has been I've only camped with a partner in monogamous circumstances. This is my first time going out to the playa where I'm not monogamous. Not to say that I'm on the prowl, but it's and I'm not camping with my partner. So I think it will probably be a little bit of a different experience in terms of my own independence out there at burning man in my memory this is what sex at burning man is you get back to your tent at about three o'clock in the morning you have been bicycling all day to get to all the cool stuff your muscles are aching the high slash drink that you were enjoying at some point has now just made it even harder to get back to camp to your tent so you know you're just extra tired maybe a little buzz still but you're also kind of horny there are some baby wipes involved you wipe down the bits that are important Genitals meet genitals. You make out a little bit. You try and just think about how, even though you brushed your teeth only once today, it's fine. And And don't forget your air mattress is (laughs) deflated. And your air mattress is slightly deflated, so you may have to take a moment for that. And, but at the same time, it's such a wonderful bonding experience. I remember that my sex at Burning Man with my partners was actually quite wonderful in that you just had all this... You kind of, because you felt so, not dirty, but just it's... I don't know. You don't exactly want to hump everyone out there. Like, I don't feel sexy or sexual at Burning Man, but I feel alive. So it does come out. But, like, oral sex is not something that is on the table while I'm at Burning Man. That's just so as a a sexual sex educator type person, I'm still like basics. You want to get off? I want to get off. Let's rub those two things together. Go to bed. (laughs) Like, that's that. How do you feel about that, guys?
2: Well, I mean, I think that oral sex can be on the table with baby wipes involved, um, which can also be a sensual touching experience. Oh, yeah, porta-potties and porta-potties. Sorry, continue.
1: Now I have a (laughs) vision. Yeah, that's a whole... You just ruined the pose. I
2: I would say, I guess... (laughs) I I agree with you, though. For me, you know, thinking about – I feel like it's actually the time I feel the least sexy. You -hmm. have to think about things like I wear contacts a lot. Contacts on the playa are not very fun. Mm -hmm. So if I'm wearing my glasses, there's already an element of being a little sleepy-eyed for me. Plus, I have um, allergies and sinus Issues, so i 'm wearing a mask i 'm wearing like uh you basically can 't you don 't know what I look like under <laughs> everything that 's covering my head Surprise! <laughs> and, yeah and so like i 'm walking around there thinking like this is the ugliest i the most unsexy I feel all year where I think other people look fantastic and are glowing and look beautiful Those but i 'm like so um I think for me uh, a lot of touching is fun like I actually r- recall an experience of having sex out in one of these there was one year where there were these three little like bucket wood buckets with cushions and pillows and my partner and I had sex in one of them and while it was happening I was like, this is sexy, it's sort of in public and whatever but then after I'm like, how many other people just did this
0: and that is so
2: gross. So, you know, like at the moment it was really fun but afterwards, like you have to think that if you have an idea about where you're going to have sex outside of your tent on the playa, odds are somebody else has thought about that as well. And so, um, you know, but I think the idea, like, if you wanted to experiment more with, like, being able to have sex in a private public situation, like in a dome with other people, Burning Man is a way to yeah. experiment with the group right. sex. And, again, with the oral, if you use enough baby wipes or you – there are places – if you get into a camp with a shower it's it's not an unfeasible experience
1: mm. i'm i must say i'm a little spoiled i have an rv that i oh. restored just we to know go where to we're man. staying <laughs> and so you know puddles is not the type to engage in anything that's even remotely dirty so i mean dirty in a dirty sort of way i mean dirty in a clean kind of way that's a different <laughs> story but um you know dirty, it, dirty, there dirty. is not not filthy, dirty. Right. Well, maybe that's fun too. Um, <laughs> in any case, it, you know there, there are sort of logistical things that you have to think about and. Mm. The idea that, oh, I'm just sort of, you know, tripping around and I'm going to be high and I'm going to meet some beautiful girl and we're just going to jump on. No, you can't do that because you got to, you know, she's been riding a bike all day. You've been riding a bike all day. (laughs) Think about that for a second. (laughs) So actually one of the easiest ways to get laid at Burning Man is to have an RV and go, hey, you want a shower? But um, yeah, there's a hot tip for you guys or girls.
0: No one has ever said that to me. I want... oh. So that's, like, that's a turn-off. up. is I not think. why I
1: got it, by the way. I didn't buy it for that reason, but it's a, an, 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 what do you call it? A, a a perk. A perk. There you go.
0: Well, when you're in that sort of survivalist circumstance, someone am be like, hey, I've got an RV. Want to get take a shower?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm ready to go. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, well, thank it, you. It, you know,
1: that's, that's useful. Warm running water is a wonderful thing yeah, out there. Yeah, because...
2: There is also the statistic I was telling you. I was reading an article recently about a woman wrote what I learned from working in a women's clinic. And I assume she was working in it in the Bay area. And after burning man, man, The statistics are that there is a 30% rise in chlamydia and gonorrhea Mm -hmm. in the Bay Area. So you do want to think about these things.
1: Safety first, people. Well, Burning Man, we call it safety third, but I I actually do believe in safety first. And we're, at ATTOL, we're real big on safe sex. We Mm -hmm. have gloves, we have condoms, we Mm -hmm. have lube. There's towels. We actually change the sheets in the room periodically. I mean, we really try to put on a, a proper show.
0: I went to a fisting class, a vaginal fisting class mm-hmm. at Camp Beaverton, yes. which is a queer... Do they say queer women's camp? It's a queer women's camp, yeah. Okay, so they use the word women. Um, but it was great. It was all female bodies in this lovely dome and just this straight up just going at it, fisting. It's also fun to see like the level of, of teaching that happens at a Burning Man class because it's a little bit... It's not quite as structured <laughs> as you'd imagine out in the world somewhere. A little more
1: participatory.
0: Right. And it just was kind of like it just sort of turned into this really hot female-on-female kind of but lots of talking and instructing to the audience but just like going for it. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right. So this is a sex class at Burning Man. Um, but, this, but it was cool to see on the table because I haven't been to the Orgy Dome just all, all the sex toys laid out with the condoms and the gloves and all those things. And it was like, oh, you guys are doing it right. Cool, cool,
1: cool. And then I saw some jelly rubber toys and I was like,
0: no! No, don't do the jelly rubber no, toys.
1: That, that doesn't hold up well. Playa dust sticks to that stuff. It's terrible. Ooh. Playa dust sticks to everything. Yeah, condoms know. on your toys,
0: condoms on everything.
1: Yeah, that playa dust is not a good lube. Mm-hmm. And um, it's alkalinizing. It is, so it's right. highly alkali. And if you get it on a wet body part and you don't get it off, it actually burns your skin. It's not oh. a good thing to rub around on you.
0: Moisture plus that
1: yes. will burn. It will burn. Well, okay. it, I mean, it'll burn by itself but it actually seems to activate because the moisture causes it to soak huh. into your skin better.
0: Yeah, going to Burning Man is definitely an interesting chemistry lesson and then you just have these like kitty pools filled with vinegar solution uh-huh. to because it'll neutralize like <laughs> so anyway, it's just yeah. an interesting it's an interesting uh, culture definitely. So, I would actually like to delve into the safety aspect because, of course, the fantasy is like, "Oh, I go out there, I meet someone, and then we just go and we bone, and it's great, and then I have a story to tell, and like oh, we're gonna meet up again when we get back to Colorado or wherever." But safety is important. I mean, we're talking about STD safety, right? Because STDs do do rise afterward, and you know, everything you do doesn't necessarily stay
1: in Vegas, you know. Yeah, we we. What's, what happens on the playa generally does not stay on the playa.
0: Yeah, no, because it's Leave No Trace. Yeah, exactly.
1: You got to take, gotta <laughs> <you> take <laughs> it home with you. All right. Yeah.
0: All the condoms come mm. back. We burn them. You burn them? Yeah. Oh, you just toss them in one of the, the we have piles? We have
1: buckets that we keep. Like, we have the towels and everything. Oh. We put them all in buckets, and then we burn them every night. Oh. We actually the towels are actually donated from a hospital. We have one of our guys in our camp is a uh, anesthesiologist, mm-hmm. so all the used surgical towels we run through like steam washers, so they're they're clean and sterile. We use those, and then at the night we burn them all.
0: Oh, well, that's handy. That's a nice saves system. schlepping
1: a lot of stuff off the ply. Yeah,
0: schlepping. Who wants to schlep, right? Schlepping socks. Sh- now that's where stopping right? does not suck. Not schlepping.
2: There, I think there's also another a safety aspect. I mean, there's a few, but one is definitely, you know, have your safer sex tools and know how to clean up afterwards. I also think it's a really good bit of advice to not fall in love on the playa. I know there are stories of great romances that happen there, yes. but this is like a place that exists for one week a year, and so does the romance most of the time. And I think that a lot of people, it's like going to a strip club and thinking that you got you get a stripper's number and you're going to, you know, she's mm-hmm. going to be your, your girlfriend. Like, this is a place where you let it that's the one thing that you know you can take home in your brain but maybe it's best to like let the romance go
1: sure Right, I mean, they actually have a thing called Playa Weddings, where a couple will get together. We have a we have a chapel in our camp where people will come in and get "quote" married. I mean, you can actually get really married there, but this is not that.
0: That's like I met you two days ago, and I just feel like we are soulmates. Yeah, and so we're gonna, go so get get we're, gonna we're gonna be
1: together for the next three days, and then I'll never see you again. Have a nice life, you know. It's it's fine if that's what you're. It's important to be real with yourself and to mm-hmm. be honest with yourself and understand what this is. Some people actually know people that have met at the Playa and gotten married, and I've actually officiated a yes. the wedding there. So it's it's been a wonderful thing for a lot of people. I also know that it has had exactly the op- op- opposite effect on some mm-hmm. people. Um, because it's such a harsh environment and people get cranky when they're dehydrated and stuff, couples that have great bonds will get into huge fights on the playa.
0: Oh, yeah. So it's it's,
1: it's, it's a strenuous thing for all concerned.
0: It's stressful. I mean, I have only been there with a partner, and I know firsthand that it stresses out your relationship, your commu- Having separate tents, I think, would be a very smart idea for people. So you have a place to just hide and be by yourself and, and
2: re-energize but yeah, there's that's just a great idea actually yeah. is to have them and yeah i mean as a ranger one of the biggest if not the biggest um fights that we see on la playa are between couples that's the biggest
1: you yeah. know, I think a lot of that is because they don't do this sort of general communication about what we're going to do when we get there. People yeah. have different expectations. Maybe she thinks, hey, this is my chance to like, have other guys. And he's like, no, 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 I, you know, that's not cool with me, or vice versa.
0: Oh, they think um, that suddenly the monogamy rules or just don't apply? Yeah,
1: people suddenly think that because they're in this place where the monogamy rules are generally less than they are in polite society, that they're just good to go, and they don't communicate before they go out there. And that's oh. a really important thing that people need to understand is, Know what your boundaries are It's just like going anywhere Like if you're going to go To a swingers club Your first time Figure out what you're okay with
0: Yeah there are are AA meetings out there There are church
1: meetings People
0: still do
1: There's uh, a Sabbath Every Friday night
0: Right So it's not like People leave everything behind And are saying "It's It's all different Like you bring some Of your life with you um, Jamie, you're a ranger. Um, what exactly is ranger? Rangering?
2: What does like make to, sense? I like to call it like safety patrol on the playa. We're not that. We're not police officers mm-hmm. uh, at all. And I, I can only speak for myself and not the whole ranger organization, I suppose. But we are not police officers. We are there to make sure that you are having a good time. We are not there to stop you from being stupid. We are there to pick up the pieces after you fall. Mm-hmm. So for the most part, like as a person's personal experience goes, we are there to just monitor that it's not affecting other people's experiences perhaps and that mm-hmm. that needs, you know, we get a lot of noise disputes where we will you want to find us before the police find you in mm-hmm. certain situations yeah. and in others we go there to kind of keep the peace. So, mediation. you know, there, Yeah, we're, we do a lot of mediation. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of... like watching just stopping looking and listening and you know we are there to make people feel heard and to feel like if there is a dispute that they can be heard and there can be some resolution in a peaceful mediation sort Mm -hmm. of way Um, and also for people who do do experiment with drugs out there if you're having a bad time we are there to help you you know find a safe space to have your time so that you can then go Mm -hmm. back to the experience and not impact everybody else's experience
0: in your ranger stations you have um, you've cots and picky People are feeling dehydrated and whatnot. And like, I'll like go by and you have a little lemonade thing there. Cause even though you're supposed to bring all your stuff, it's so nice to see the Rangers just with their like lemonade, just so in case you're feeling dehydrated, need some electrolytes, you have a little stop right there. It's like, ah, it,
1: the it's Rangers. even more intense than that. We have uh, a full time hospital just off the six o'clock keyhole. And then there's also a really? full medical there's systems at medical three systems. and, and yeah. nine.
0: Oh, okay, so, I didn't
1: realize. Yeah, they, last year, for the first year, they had a full-on X-ray machine. I mean, if, it used to that's be that if you, got, go
2: for dehydration. Yeah, if oh, you okay.
1: got hurt, you actually had to go into Reno somehow, and that's a very expensive yeah, drive. And if you need it in a helicopter, that's like a year's salary for most people. Now they can do most of the work that most people would need actually on the playa. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, they've really got a full-on cool.
1: hospital out there.
0: Oh, wow. Well, I mean, that's a, a nice update. That's a good update. It's
1: a city of 50,000 plus. Yeah, you need. And it. so, in any city that big, you need those kinds of services.
0: Um, Jamie, as a ranger, and also, I love ranger names. Like, what is your. I'm Ranger Sprinkles. Ranger Sprinkles. See, I'm Dust Bunny, but I don't know what I would be if I were a ranger. I have you done could Ranger be Dust
2: Bunny as a ranger. Sure. You
1: keep your plan, eh?
0: Oh. Okay. All right, but don't you need a two. Isn't it supposed to be a two syllable? It has to be mm. at least... At least... Oh, so it doesn't have to be no. two syllables. Okay. Ranger yeah. Dust Bunny. It doesn't really... Ranger Sprinkles. It just... It's like got a pow to it. Like, boom. And I love Rangers because they really do... Like, they've checked in on me when I've just been sitting in, in a little structure out in the sun. And they're like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. But it's just so wonderful that you have these people who can just... You know, they just want to make sure everyone's awesome. But what have you... I know... Are, is, are you sworn to secrecy in terms of your,
2: your witnessing of, of things? I mean, I wouldn't give names, but What are you asking?
0: like in terms okay in terms of safety we have what you just mentioned relationship communication and emotional safety and setting yourself up to win in that way there's use condoms barriers let's do some basic safe sex stuff baby wipes right but what about things like consent and um just the issue of people might be drunk people might be on drugs and what might occur in those circumstances is there a is that seem to come up a lot or is everyone like oh i respect everyone and everyone's fine
2: personally as a ranger i haven't it hasn't come up for me but it's some it's a it's a topic that is very near and dear to my heart because in a city of 50,000 people where everything is heightened you do not need to be altered in any way to feel altered on the playa. It's just mm, it's the experience. I mean, for me at night, I have a hard time seeing because of all the blinky lights and stuff and I just, I'm in another world and I am completely sober these days. So, you know, it's it's really um, it's fascinating that that happens. I do think consent I just realized,
0: in case you didn't hear the pregnancy in the sex episode, part of the reason why Jamie's not a Burning Man this year is because she is, in fact,
2: pregnant. Okay, just <laughs> to
0: just realize we didn't actually say that.
2: <laughs> so, although now I'm really like, oh, my God, I should see about going. But, I, I mean, it, that scares me being about two and a half hours from if anything was to happen mm-hmm. in my pregnancy at that point. You know, you, these are things to think about. So, anyway... Um, uh, the Bureau of Erotic Discourse, which is called BED, bed, is out on the playa, and they teach classes on consent and communication. No, is somebody who's not really into consent going to go out to one of these classes? No, is somebody who, you know, hasn't had this much to drink or has tried something new for the first time and doesn't realize that all of a sudden they're going to be pushy? Are they going to go out there? Probably not. Um, I think what is really important for people who are going out there, virgins and and just anyone, is to remember that you are responsible. I mean, the first thing on the ticket is we are not responsible for your death. That's the Burnham organization. (laughs) It's number one right there on the back of that ticket. But you are responsible for yourself because unfortunately it's too big a place we can't be watching over everybody. So you have to remember that there is going to be no means no and you need to be able I, I actually as a non-ranger was in a cam- my camp one year and my my girlfriend was probably being a little sweet talking with this guy who had been altered he might have been just really drunk and he came into her tent and she wasn't getting him out and I could see she was visibly uncomfortable mm-hmm. and I got in there and I got up to his face and I go she doesn't want you here get out mm-hmm. and he just looked at me like I was just a bitch he did not want to mm-hmm. move we had to bring a, a male in to get him out but I wasn't moving like I knew that this person had to understand that this was not okay. And sometimes you have to be able to stand up. And that's one thing that when you go out there, you just need to be prepared to do. Not everybody is on that same experience as you, and you need to know what your experience is.
1: Absolutely. First off, you have to know what you can handle. And we're all responsible for ourselves. But we also, as a community, we take care of each other. I've been involved in rescuing somebody who was going through a bad time with a a guy and sort of pulled him off, off her um, it doesn't happen as much as one might think mm-hmm. with that many people being altered in an environment like that, because people are generally very friendly out there. But like any other city of 50,000, it only takes one or two bad apples to do something really bad. And what I have found is that people are sort of keenly aware of it. Mm-hmm. And if you're you know, driving around at night in your little group of friends and you see somebody who's in trouble... In polite society, so to speak, most mm. people will just go, hey, it's not my problem. I don't want to get involved. At Burning Man, people will sort of step in to try to help their neighbors yeah. a lot more than they do. Mm. But it's still really important that people exercise sort of common sense. If, if, you're a, you know, if you're a cute girl and you're running around and you're not wearing very much clothes and you're dancing with people and somebody hands you something and you don't know what's in it, I wouldn't drink it if I was you. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might be perfectly wonderful people and it might just be water. That's mm-hmm. fine. But if it's not, you know, you're going to wake up the next morning feeling sticky and, you know, you're going to blame it on everybody else. But the bottom line is you sort of brought it on yourself. Now, I'm not cons- I am not saying That's I want sure- to make sure you brought it on yourself. I am not saying that rape is cool and I'm not saying anything like that. But what I'm saying is that people have an obligation to watch out for themselves. And, you know, guys get in the same problem, too. There are guys out there that are dosing other guys. I mean, it, it goes all around. Um, but you have to be careful and you have to be self-reliant. And, you know, if, if you don't want to do stuff, carry your own water, only drink out of your own water, and you'll be fine. And I
2: would definitely say do not drink anything that you have not seen being poured. Mm. And um, and actually what's very – the last few years, good or bad, um, the federal – the agencies, the police have, have um, kind of – come to Burning Man thinking, you need to be 21 to drink because, you know, before that there was no oh, license. right, right mm-hmm. So the bars actually have to ID. Yeah. And so you can go in and find lots of bars that are going to give you free alcohol, but go to a legitimate bar if you want to get a drink. And you know, like, I mean, there are mojito times, there are dance times, like, mm-hmm. there's plenty of places that you can do it. We have, oh,
0: right. we have
1: brain freeze as part of our, our Le- cities. That's
0: legitimate bar, you mean if you go into a camp and someone's just giving you alcohol, like go to a place, it's like a, a communal space that's yeah. set up like a bar. Yeah. And get your drink there. There. They're yeah. all over the place. Yeah. And oh yeah. There's there's booze flowing freely. Lots of people. That's their gift. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and it's. I mean, you reminded me of a story from last year. I as a ranger, I like to talk to the, the the police and find out. Well, what have you guys found this year? And there was a man who had come to meet other men and had heard that the date rape jug GHB uh-huh. uh, was a great icebreaker. Mm-hmm. And what? they just happened to be in, doing a routine check when he was driving in and pulled him over and they found liquid uh, like a huge carton full of hey. of they they got him before he came in, but Thank he was going to come in and give this to all these unknowing men wow. thinking this would be a way. So you just, I mean, it, it doesn't happen very often. Like you said, Laszlo, but it's out there for you to know that although you go out to this place where you hear of all these good intentions and it is a well-intentioned overall participatory, amazing community there are always going to be people who are taking advantage of any system they're yeah. in. And that's why I say Black Rock City is a shady town. Just so you yeah. remember that it has those moments in it. You're
0: such an Annie Oakley about it. Rawr. That's a great <laughs> line. I like
2: that. It, well, when people ask me what, what's going on in Black Rock City, what do I need to know about it? I just always say, you know, Black Rock City is a shady town. Keep yourself protected. Sunscreen and more.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I Actually, I find that the incidence of like weirdness picks up towards the end of the week. Early in the week, a lot of the people that are really into the experience of being at Burning Man, mm-hmm. they get there either before the event because they're part of a theme camp we or, or they show up like, you know, Sunday, as soon as the gate opens, they want to be on the playa mm-hmm. and they want to build and they want to participate. And then, you know, Thursday, Friday, you get this entire other group of what I call the, the frat boys that frat boys. show up. And, you know, they're, they're the ones that are dropping beer cans. We, we have these little uh, adult trikes and they're little baskets on the back for us. And every night we'll come out from some dance dome and somebody's left like, like a half a dozen empty beer cans mm-hmm. in our trikes. Uh, yeah. It's, those, those guys show up later, and those are the ones that are problematic Oh, they're usually.
0: using your parked bike as a...
1: Trash can. Trash can. Trash can. Oh, that's... Yeah, you know, happens. Ha-
0: it's going to happen to a certain extent, but, I mean, it's still... It's pretty decent. You know what's really fun, actually? Well, okay, I realize you're not supposed to... You're not supposed to damage or do anything to the actual... Because it's... Yeah, you said federal land. It's... Mm-hmm. it's sorry, we can kind of hear the show downstairs. It's, but you can see... Um, where people have peed on the playa like you just see these wet spots yeah. as, you
2: dry, as you're dry
1: that's a $450 ticket
2: is it? it if you it get is. caught you
1: get caught peeing on the playa that's a ticket see
2: I never understood that one I know it's leaving no trace and whatever but it's just it's it's feeding the ground
1: the ground is alkali you're actually oh, right. you're, you're damaging re- okay the... forget it it's, it's
0: not just dirt it's a special like what a prehistoric uh, lake bed it is bed. a lake bed yes. Yeah, because it's a special space alright don't pee
1: on the playa don't pee on the playa it's magical it's dust there's, there's porta potties everywhere don't pee on the playa yeah
0: it's just the whole, f- it's an interesting thing that you're so raw and connected to the basics. Like trail mix can be like the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, nom, numb. It's just, there's just something about the basics.
2: You reminded me of one other thing. I don't know why it wasn't the trail mix, but about safer sex. Because a lot of people will say like, what do I do if I want my friends to know that I've gone off with, oh, right. with somebody I've just met? And I think one of the best things you can do is keep, um, you know, keep a whiteboard outside like a, a put, what are a dry they? Erase a dry board. erase board. Thank you. Outside of your tent. And go back, even if you're not going to be in your tent to do it, if you can wait just a little bit or you can get, you know, go back to your tent if you can. Leave a note like, hey, you know, see you guys in the morning or whatever, just so somebody knows if you feel yeah. that this is, if you have a buddy system, which is nice to have mm-hmm. there. Find a way to be able to check mm-hmm. in or check. let your campmates know mm-hmm. you're, you're good
1: for the night. Cause... Just, just for the record, I just want to make sure everybody understands, Burning Man is not a place that's just full of sexual predators. No, not it is at all. It's an incredibly wonderful place. And in the almost 15 years I've been going, I've heard of probably less than a handful of mm-hmm. sexual assaults. But it's, like I said, it's like any other city. Mm-hmm. And so all of the typical things, if, if you're out with your girlfriends and you meet some guy and you just, you really want to just go home with them, let them know you're going yeah. because mm-hmm. it's safer for you. And then they're not going to worry, oh God, did, you th- you know, did somebody right. drug or, or, her and drag or, or. her off? So yeah. it's better for all concerned. Yeah. But it's yes, great so to do it at the thanks. Dome, because that way, you know, there's people around, and that's another nice reason we're there. And we have some of the funniest stories, things happen in there that would just crack you up. Or you don't? Oh, it's, we have some of the... Bring it on, well, man! I'll give you a couple of great examples, oh, so... Don't elude, don't, don't, don't
0: foreshadow, there, and then be
1: like, never mind. Late in the week, what always happens is we always get, you know, because it's couples and morsons. so Bales, if you're, if you're yeah. gay guys, that's great, you can go in and play, but we don't want single guys in there, and what inevitably happens is there'll be a couple of guys that are frat boys, and they show up, and they see the couples and morsons. and they don't know what that means. So they try to go, wait, 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 wait. We stop them and we like give them the whole spiel. It's like, so are you guys a couple? And they're thinking, well, if we tell them we're a couple, we're going to get in. Yeah. So we go, oh, you guys are a couple? I mean, that's cool if you're a couple. And they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been together. Really? How long? Oh, a year and a half. Really? Can I see you guys kiss? Mm-hmm. And as soon as you say that, they get that like, oh, shit, what are we going to do now? Look on their face. And they're done. And it's, And anybody that's been a dome greeter can pick that up immediately. <laughs> but a number of years ago, and this is, I swear this is true. These two kids, they're 18, 19 years old, you know, they're, they, they come out, we bust them, they, they try to do this thing, and we're like, no, I was actually the dome grider at the time. And I'm like, look, you guys can't go in. You can, you can go out and find some girls and bring them back with you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can't go in, just just a couple of guys. So they're like, well, can we just sort of sit down and have a drink? And, yeah, sure. You know, so we have a, a meeting area in front of the dome. Mm-hmm. So they sit down, and there was a, a young lady who had gone in with her husband and another couple 20 30 minutes before that and she was quite the hot little number she was Mm -hmm. a redhead she had white skin like my lovely sarah and she was just a real hottie and um she comes bouncing out of the dome Mm-hmm. buck naked going i need another dick i need another dick you know and these two guys are like uh, like a deer in headlights and she's like how about you know they were both kind of cute She was like how about you and she points at one of them he's like uh uh, uh n- no 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 not me man and she goes well how about you and he's like no dude I, i'm sorry i really I, like i got a girlfriend at home and she's like screw you guys and she goes back in and i walked over to him i said you guys are going to regret this for the rest of your life that was your that was your big chance. You just re- blew it royally. Oh, what did they say? So they, they were they were just like mind blown. They could not handle. I mean, it's one thing to like be all macho and think, "Well, I'm just going to go in there and do it," but when they're sort of confronted with it in a way like they, that, uh, their 're explode. Sexually assured
0: woman who's like, yeah. "I'm ready for the dick," and yeah. they're like, "Oh, I'm not ready for the dick. I don't know. I it. don't think I
1: can take it. So, I mean, you have all <laughs> sorts of these funny things. My my favorite thing that happens there, and this happens a lot every year. Our our spiel is we want people to be comfortable being sexually social. Mm -hmm. And people aren't really used to that in polite society. So couples will come and it's like, look, we've never done anything like this before. We we don't even know we want to do anything. But can we just sort of go in and check it out? We're like, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's not like a voyeur thing. It's not like we want people to go in there. But if you go in and, you know, you you take a walk around and you want to sit down and you make out a little bit and you realize it's not for you, come on right back out. You know, Mm -hmm. there's no law that says you have to do it. Right. But we give them the whole spiel anyway. It's, you know, no means no. And we give them their, their supplies. They go in and you don't see them for like an hour and a half (laughs) and they come out and they're like drenched in sweat and they're happy and sometimes they've got other couples with them and they're like thank you and we get the best playa swag we get the best little gifts from people they come back to camp and they've cooked us stuff or they make these great little like ornaments I've got this amazing little heart ornament that's got playa dust in it that Uh a lady had made and she like came back with her husband the next year and said you guys rocked our worlds we got into this kind of stuff we do it now in our lives these were made just for you so it's really a, a beautiful kind of thing. It's really cool. Jamie I really I, enjoy doing it. Jamie
0: and I are having a moment of like, oh, and we're just like very satisfied, smug looks. And everybody's like, yeah. mm, good job. It's,
1: it's not. It's, <laughs> we make it. We really, really make it not creepy. And that's the, that's the most important yeah. thing here. I mean, if, if it was not curated, if it was just like anybody can go in that wants to go in, there would be weird. like three couples in the middle and a bunch of single guys sitting around watching. Mm-hmm. And that's not what we're looking for.
0: Well, not to demonize. Oh, by the way, a
1: quick plug. If anybody wants to donate to the Dome, please go to and then there's only love dot com. We have a Kickstarter thing running and please use it.
0: And then there's
1: only love. And then there's only love dot com.
0: Awesome. Not to demonize the single male, because there's plenty of single guys listening sure. who are just trying to find their, their sexual identities and then their, their confidence, and then how and, do I find a partner? And you or, can do it out or, there.
1: I mean, it's, it's really not hard. You can just walk around and say hi to people, and that chemistry will happen. Do you let single women in? Technically, no. But what we always allow is if they're like, for example, if a single guy comes up and another couple comes in and they like him, they can take him in with them. Mm-hmm. OK, so if a single girl comes up and another couple comes in and wants to take her in with them, they can as well.
0: So is your meeting place outside of the dome, like where you can just sort of hang out
1: and see? Mm, it's, it's not, it's not really, like that. It's okay. not like that. It's because you can really tell who's there trying to do that. And we sort of scurry them away. Um, the, the meeting space is really for the dome graders to give the little classes and people okay. go in and... and you know, we want them to have a good time. We we do really want to curate it so that it's, it's really couples. Mm-hmm. The other thing that we affi- occasionally find is some guy will just sort of grab some girl and go, Hey, look, I just want to go in. Just walk in with me and then leave. Mm-hmm. And they think we're not going to notice. Uh, so w- one of the things that we say is you have to leave with your partner. So if, you know, they go in together and, you know, two minutes later she bops out, one of us will go in, grab them by the sleeve and just go, you know, sorry, dude, you got to go. Two men enter. Two men must leave. Two men enter. Two men must leave.
0: What is... There is a... Um, Man on man camp, yes, there is. Mm-hmm. Giggles and joy, Jiffy Lube, yes.
1: It's called Jiffy. Lube. Wait, no,
0: isn't there like com- oh, Comfort and Joy? Comfort, and, that- Comfort joy. and Joy is another one. Oh, okay. So there's Jiffy
1: Lube. Jiffy Lube's the big one.
0: And Comfort and Joy. Oh, okay. I had met someone who is part of the organizing group for Comfort and Joy, mm-hmm. and he said something h- hilarious and and really honest to me about how you run a all male. Orgy type dome, and he's like, "You got to send the drag queens in once every half hour or so to do a song. Otherwise, it gets real
1: creepy real fast." <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And I was like, "Oh, okay."
1: My my first year—it's funny you talk about drag queens. My first year at Burning Man. I—I I mean, the first time you go, it is such a mind blow. You don't need drugs, trust me. You can just go out there and wander around, and your brain will be in a million places. I was strolling back to camp at like two in the morning. And out of like the dust, I see like 200 drag queens just mm-hmm. running across the playa. And I was thinking, God, did somebody put something in my water? What the? <laughs> and they, they used to have a thing out there called the drag races. And it was all the drag queens would get dressed up and just run across the playa in the middle of the night. <laughs> and I didn't know that. And it was like, whoa. And I actually had that momentary thought of I could be hallucinating. This can't really be happening. But You know, that stuff happens out there all the time.
0: You remind me that I have never actually done acid and it's something that keeps coming up in conversations as as an experience. I probably it would probably be important for me to like I, I don't necessarily feel like I need to do acid, but I feel like it's sort of a rite of passage in terms of understanding all these people who reference acid. What the heck they're talking about? Because I do not know what that's like.
1: I have not done it since I was in my teens, so I mean it's just one of those things. But Hunter Thompson used to ha- use this line about it. He said, "You know, I would hate to be someone that would advocate drug abuse, but it always worked for me." <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that acid is a it, it in a in a certain sort of sense it's a rite of passage. I'm not suggesting you do it, and if you're going to do it, you should do it in a controlled environment with friends that are positive, and you you're not going to be in a harsh out environment. Um, but if you're you're interested in it, you should do what you want to do on this planet and Mm -hmm. just be safe and, you know, drugs are illegal. Don't do that. No,
0: you've just convinced me that I shouldn't do it at Burning Man because... No, not your
1: first time. Absolutely. Positively. No way. No how. Uh I
0: really, there's so much to take in. You can be fully sober the entire time. Like I, Jamie and I just camped at Lightning in a Bottle, um, together in our camp and, I did a little something the first night, um, was exhausted the next day. The third night I went out, I'd slept well, I'd eaten, I'd actually fed myself. It was really hot that day. I was sober the entire night, and I was just fully alive, and I had the most wonderful evening. Mm -hmm. It was just this strange adventure. You don't need a drop of anything.
1: You really don't. And a majority of the people out there, I, I am absolutely convinced of this, having been there for years and years, a majority of the people out there are not high. They're just sucking up the energy that's out there. It is it is truly an amazing thing. I mean, puddles doesn't get high. I, I wouldn't comment if I did or not, but let's just say that I spend 95% of my time on the playa completely sober, mm-hmm. and it's just a wonderful thing. The energy that you get from all of these other people is mm-hmm. all you need.
2: It's inter- an interesting misconception.
1: It is. That everyone goes there to do And deal.
2: drinking too much alcohol out there is not a good idea unless you're drinking lots
1: of water. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then there's lots of trips to the porta-potties.
1: Yeah, yep. <laughs> but you don't want to actually. Do it you at sweat night. most of it out. It's, it's really yeah. important that it's you drink enough. It's at
2: night that you start to pee yeah. a lot more, and that's always you know the dark hole of the porta potty. Then
1: is plus you've got all your different... light up costumes on, and it's really hard to get out of stuff during the day. You're wearing very little clothing because it's you know mm-hmm. 100 degrees yeah. outside. It's easy, but at night it's a pain in the butt.
0: No uh. pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, this year might be the year that I actually walk around naked. I'm not sure if it's going to happen because I don't like how many photographers are out there. Because There's so many people just taking beautiful photos, but I, I've never actually walked around naked at Burning Man.
1: Um, there is a sort of an etiquette out there which is you're not supposed to take p- pictures of people like that without asking them first, but it does happen. In we recent actually years, have some buttons that say no photos, you just can't find anything to stick it on, you know, it's right? It's nice. hard to monitor, yeah. yeah. I, I just
0: don't particularly want to people to be voyeuristic in that way with me. It's I, my body, I don't. I don't particularly
2: want that. And my fear mm-hmm. about being completely naked out there and it's like, oh my god, a dust storm just because they just literally blow into city, right? <laughs> and you're like naked, and all of a sudden you have like, <laughs> s- you have dust and sand in your coochie, and you're like, oh, now I've got to do something about this. Like mm-hmm. the, you know, crack is whack. <laughs>
0: And of course, the like, an hour within. If you want to bring on a dust storm, you take a shower. Like that's yeah. how you.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I don't get naked at the ply because I don't want to scare anybody off. That's my.
0: <laughs> at least you don't shirt cock. Oh God, no. There's just this joke. just people just laugh at shirt
1: cocking? Which is shirt cocking is wearing a t shirt and no pants.
2: Yeah, which looks funny. It's hysterical. <laughs> I mean, it, it, and then I love when they're riding a bicycle. <laughs> yeah. It tops it all off. Yeah. But it's also joyful in the ridiculousness. It like, is yes.
1: It is just ridiculous. But, you know, people aren't really offended by it. It's amazing how quickly you get over the nudity thing.
0: Yeah. Because
1: there are a lot of people walking around with very little clothing on or none at all. And, you know, if, if you walk down, you know, Wilshire Boulevard and somebody walks by naked, your head will explode. Mm-hmm. By your second day on the ply, it's like eh, you don't even notice it mm-hmm. anymore. It's like, just gone.
0: If someone would be hot to you and head turning with clothes on, they will still be hot to you and head turning when they're naked, but it's not necessarily like every single person. Like it's not crazy. Like you imagine it to be, you're just like, well, you're, you're really hot. It, it, it's also n- naked. The
1: entire playa is not made up of uh Victoria's secret models. Let's mm-hmm. just put it that way. Only there half are, of them. There are, they are no, not even close. There are a lot of people out there that you would rather not see naked, but they're, that's cool for them. I mean, you know, more power to them if they want to rock around and, and, and rock their bodies and they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. We, we fully support that.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I'm like I love seeing the variations on bodies cuz it's like it helps me feel more awesome in my body. Like yeah, you're just this is just our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. And we're awesome. So, I it makes me happy. Um any last like any tips that you want people to take away if they go to the playa or if they have friends going out there things that people should know if they would like to have sex out there with their partners. Explore anything—little nuggets that—that because that, we've just talked about a ton and lots of wonderful wisdom just came out.
2: Okay, this one's really not very sexy, but I think it's very important because there are—you know—you might have sex out there and things might happen. For the ladies, especially, bring the cream yeast infection medicine. The worst thing in the world, or the pills. The worst <laughs> thing in the world is to get like on top of everything else a yeast infection or a cold sore out there. Bring whatever you need. Be your own pharmacy no, so that you point. can take care. Yes, there's the hospital, but there are things that they don't have, believe mm-hmm. it or not, which is like yeast infection medicine, unless that's changed. So I would definitely say think about the things that might happen because you're having sex in a harsher environment and be prepared to take care of those things. A
0: chafing, uh, chafing. Almost mm. all the men in my camp the first year
2: got crotch rot bring <laughs> Which... the lotion that you can put on your nipples when you're breastfeeding because that's nice and thick And
0: is that supposed to help I remember I mean baby powder because of oh. the moisture between your legs you're riding oh, bikes you're riding... oh you're talking moisture no that's this this not going to red... help it was just uncomfortable so they just all sat around the camp for a couple yeah, of days a lot
1: of gold bond or something
0: it's just their legs open and just like Airing it out because they were so sore and it felt so bad for them. But baby powder is very helpful for sure. getting rid the, of that moisture. The
1: the number one tip I can give about sex on the playa is just communicate. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's very, yes. very important because you know you might find somebody really attractive, they might find you really attractive. You could have one of those magical things. You say, Are you interested? They say, Yeah. You want to come to back to my R V? Yeah. It just happens and it's wonderful and it's go- glorious. Mm-hmm. But if somebody's altered or you're both altered and you you know, it seems like a good idea at the time, but you're not really communicating. Somebody's going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And it's really better that that not happen. It's just like being at a bar, you know, at a yeah. fancy Hollywood bar. Just communicate. Yeah. Um, but also carry your supplies with you. You know, if you go to Burning Man and you leave camp without a backpack that has water and goggles and a dust mask and, you know, the, the basic yeah. necessities, a flashlight, then you're nuts. You should not do that. But when you're carrying that pack, also carry, you know, lube and condoms and rubber gloves and whatever you need to get your freak on. Definitely. And it's, you know, just have it with you. As the old Boy Scouts used to say, be prepared.
0: (laughs) This is my plan this year, guys. This is what I... Okay. I don't know if I will be interested in doing anything from, like, below the chin. No, like, I, I know that there will probably be some making out going on. But I also know that if I connect with someone... I'm pretty sure that, like, a mutual, like, sexy
1: massage of just, like, us, like, just
0: all those, cause I will be sore, and I will be complaining. No! <laughs> that, I, that I know is what's going to be happening.
1: We have a massage table in the dome.
0: Stop it, we you. We do. We have I'm a
1: massage s- table. We have a sex swing. We air have- Air
0: conditioning.
1: Five air conditioners Can in I the Can I just mirror. go
0: in, and I'll just start masturbating
1: so you don't kick me out, and I'll just sit there.
0: <laughs> I'll just sort of just be I, like, I bring think, a blow-up doll with you. Pay, <laughs> pays
1: to have low friends in high places. Just.
0: Really. <laughs> Um, but no, I I look forward to this year. It's gonna be an exciting year and Laszlo I'm definitely gonna be. We visit look forward to having you. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, devious things. Um
2: there take photos there of yourself you. naked, mm. please. For me. Take pictures of me naked? <laughs> You said you don't want to be naked yeah, taking no. pictures. So I'm just,
0: no, I participated in critical tits of, uh, two uh Oh, I did ago, not. Oh, yeah. And people just line up taking pictures of you topless riding a bike. and I, I, I did like not that. like that weird. at all.
2: No, I tried it once too. It wasn't my thing.
0: That's one of a female empowerment parade basically where all these topless women ride around on bikes. And
1: thousands just, of.
0: Thousands. It's, it's Thousands
1: and thousands. It's like a critical mass. It's Wednesday but it's, afternoon at 2 o'clock I think every year.
0: Yeah, and it was beautiful and then we we had this whole bonding experience when we got to the place we were cycling to. I had no idea what's going on. It was great except for all the people taking photos of you. It's just was it felt disrespectful. So I guess yeah. I just sort of didn't I agree. I didn't like that. I don't know. It just it felt like something was being taken from me, you yeah, know? A little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah.
1: You know, Who pers- knows? Personal comfort, you know. If, if that's not your thing, that's that's okay. I mean, there there are people that are actually empowered by that. And if that works for them, that's fine. But that's the other thing about Burning Man. Nobody has to do anything they don't want to do. This is not a, you know, no one's going to make you do anything. You don't have to take part in critical tits. You can go to Burning Man and wear, you know, cut off shorts and a Hawaiian shirt and just walk around and be a tourist all week if you really want to. That's one way to experience it. It's no way that I would want to. Right. Although we have a good friend who is a lawyer that came out with us one year who actually wandered out of his motorhome on Thursday looking like a Hawaiian tourist with a little camera around his neck and his little shorts. <laughs> and our first thought was, oh, that's an interesting art project. And I was like, no, that's just really how he looks. Mm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No. We don't. By the way, we don't allow cameras anywhere near inside oh, the okay. dome. Yeah. It, was, it was strangely enough, last year, this, there's a number of like real high-end photographers that go out there and shoot really great art. And this lady came up to me and she wanted to like go and shoot the inside of the dome. She's like, I won't shoot any faces. I'm like, no. She's like, but don't you know who I am? It's like, lady, I, I don't care if you're Helmut Newton. I'm sorry. People are in there. They're getting their freak on. They don't want to be, you know, worried that, you know, yeah. their pictures are going to end up on Facebook. No, no means no. Sorry. She got all bent out of shape and wandered out of camp. Sorry, whoever you were, I'm sorry, but that's just the way it works.
0: <sighs> well, Orgy Dome, yeah, Ranger yeah. Sprinkles. Uh, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to just lay it out there. Burning man, sex.
1: One month from today you'll be there.
0: you kinda wish you were going
1: now?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm, she's got that I mean, I'm having very mixed I'm having like a lot of mixed
1: emotions internally right now. <laughs> You have a month, and there'll be plenty of tickets. If you need a ticket, let me know. We'll find you one.
0: (laughs) All right. Oh, my God. More than ever. Go team fun. Thanks, guys. Go team fun. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Now leaving
1: nerdist.com.